0: working fans podcast cool Yep. all right here we go coming down three two and at the working fans podcast this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling Now our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Now, we have started a new thing. We are now on Amazon and Audible. So those episodes release every Monday and that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area. So if you want to live through the process with us again, take that journey with us again, you can find us over on Amazon and audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash working fans, wrestling pod or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there. And if you listen to the Working Fans podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top five lists on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. If you want to hear three guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life anything you will
1: enjoy the working fans podcast find us on twitter that's at fans working facebook working fans pod we've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have that's working fans wrestling pod at gmail.com we're on instagram where you can keep up with us at working fans wrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans
0: we want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show 482 designs that is f-o-u-r the numbers 82 designs 482 designs you can find them on facebook by looking up f-o-u-r 82 designs at f-o-u-r 82 designs on instagram and if you want to email them Go to four82 at designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs.
2: First off, if the light years look better than our first one. Also, we divide the vibe to washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good
0: quality nice and those stickers before paco chewed them up were amazing and luckily we'll be getting some more in hopefully before we start selling them to fans but that's f-o-u-r eight two designs
2: all right everybody it's the working fans podcast with the man they call dave and we have returning to the show dante Suitman barnett dante welcome back man busiest man in show business
3: I wouldn't say show business. I'd say the minor leagues, right? I don't own shit. I'm not like a millionaire. But as far as like your average mom and pop probably might know who I am. And that's different, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. people who know me for my comedy. There's people who know me for playing football and I've done stats on some Fox games, right? And then there's Well, you know, I'm just my local self. So it just depends on who you talk to, what avenue they're in. You know, your mom or dad or cousin or uncle might know me for my cut videos. that have been seen by, you know, 30, 40 million people. So just all depends. I'm not rich yet. No,
2: no, no. That's all right. We're, We're all working on that, man. I last time we talked, we didn't even get through a lot of the stuff you had going on. I know we talked about like. Some of your podcasts, Dating with Disabilities, Autistic Artists Podcast was another one. Yeah, um,
3: Autistic Artists, yes.
2: But one, uh, I don't think... There was a couple we didn't get to, and I, I just figured we'd start off with that. Raw Comedy, Ridiculously Awesome Women. Yeah, it's Ridiculously
3: Amazing Women. Amazing, yeah. thank you. Sorry. The idea is that, uh, you know, awesome, amazing. The word catches your your idea that you're going to pay attention to something, Right. And then we get you in, and we're just giving women a chance to do comedy, and that's it. There's no, <laughs> there's no gimmick to this, right? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, people think there's always a gimmick or some hidden agenda, and it was, uh, no. We're we're giving women a chance to do comedy, and yeah. that's it. And I started doing Solstice Sundays.
2: Yeah, next one was going to be that. Go ahead. (laughs) I felt like
3: my host, who is Caucasian and mixed Mexican, but really doesn't identify as Mexican, right? I felt like they didn't have the, not even so much the sensitivity, but it just, there was, I don't know. if, If you have 10 white comedians on a show and 10 black comedians, and every time you bring up a black comedian, you've got a personal story and... And, and it just, like, you could go back and watch the way they were brought up was, like, night and day. And then there's some cultural differences. So then I started doing Solstice to Sundays, which is an all-black woman lineup, for them to have a chance. And then not even to say right or wrong or fucking I'll say it. <laughs> the black community isn't the most accepting of, like, Asperger's and my deafness in and, and just general, not alone, you know, for somebody you know. And so I had somebody on my last show who was Asperger's and I'm being pansexual. And the uh, host made the joke of I'm pansexual. You know, I eat anything that's fried fried food. And it's like, nah, you don't do that. You know what I mean? Mm. It it was funny to see that there is no true intersection of safe space for me. Um, Being mixed, being a little bit everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's
2: interesting. Go ahead. No, it's interesting, man. Like, you bring a lot, like, you're trying to, and I think it even is on your website, but basically you're trying to just give this platform to just so many people who aren't getting platforms, right? That's the big thing, is just, that's the whole idea. It's not a gimmick, but it's also like, that's the business you're doing, and there's not a lot of people doing that business, it would seem.
3: Yeah, like you said, it's not a gimmick. I mean, it's like, you're like, okay, this fucktard's gonna do something soon, or just about him. <laughs> Right, and he's gonna steal the cash <laughs> bag somewhere. That's gotta be happening, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. like waiting, and it's like, oh fuck, he hasn't done it again. <laughs> do he's Okay, okay. Next time he does a show, he's gonna steal from everybody. He's gonna do some fuck. He didn't do it again. <laughs> another show. Okay, okay. Let's give you the fucks up again. Fuck, he's still not fucking up. Maybe he's not fucked up. Maybe he's just okay, right? And so that's the. Uh, and then not only that, but there are gonna be people that hate you. Sure. And I, I, have, I have a hater. I have somebody, the person that I started doing raw with, no longer wanted to be associated, started doing some of their only things, own things. And then when I announced my LLC, they got kind of snooty with me and other people found it very offensive and went after her on social media. And I, I was actually asleep. I had done an interview about being, to find out if I was considered black on the spectrum by the ARC and if they, I could be a viable panelist for them. Because I'm self-identified, and then, like after ten minutes of talking and, and talking about being homeless and, and and molested and some of the things I've been through, I was exhausted. So I didn't even have the energy to argue back with this person. I just yeah. fell asleep. Right? Sure, <laughs> I get
2: it. Yeah. Now married.
3: <laughs> hey, yeah, welcome to the club. Right? He's like, yeah. I argue with my wife? I might not talk to you for three days. That's because you're on timeout. That's different Dave. Um, I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the funny part is, is like depending on how you look at it. You know what I mean? It was it was it was a blessing and then also a a a disguise because she said some mean things. She and then later wanted to quote um, herself saying that um, I don't care what your flying monkeys do when most Uh. people commenting were African American, telling her that her need to how can you put this. Not celebrate or tell me how to celebrate my success was white splaining and gaslighting and all these things and a lot of them were white people and then you go on your page and call me a flying monkey and my friends flying monkeys now whether or not you're and then you want to get that that's the that's the part I hate about people who do borderline racist shit that don't want to own it or say that they may have done something wrong mm-hmm. is that they gotta know you shouldn't call black people monkeys.
2: Yeah, it's pretty you know, standard, you know. Like, what are we, what are we doing, right? How do you not know that? It's a
3: Wizard <laughs> of Oz reference,
2: goddamn! I say,
3: people. Okay, sure. I mean, I'm gonna bet you ninety percent of the times you call a nigga a monkey ninety-five, right? There's a little. Shit, fuck that, 97. Unless And even when we do it, we're doing it with some racial charge when we tell each other <laughs> we look like monkeys. It's some racist shit. We mean it. Like, you're extra from Planet of the Apes-looking motherfucker, you know what I mean? That's not cool. But you do, just don't do it, right? Yeah. And whatever happened, happened. Long story short, a couple months later, like I, I didn't approach it, but I got deleted, and then I got blocked, and then I got deleted by a whole bunch of other comics. And then, like, I had one comic leave a show because it was called Give Love Laugh for the homeless mission, Mm. the home shelter. What kind of organizations run most homeless shelters? Churches, right?
2: Oh, yeah. That makes sense.
3: So I had a trans comedian want to cancel the last day of because they hate the church. (laughs) I mean, this this isn't the church that offended you. And really, the Union Gospel mission, it's called Union Gospel. But I, and then it it hit a person because I grew up in the, homeless shelter so it had mm-hmm. a different personal face for me at that particular homeless shelter <laughs> right and then you wait till like the day of and it's like this flyer has been out since fucking December when the other one happened and when the other one happened it said Union Gospel Mission on it nobody hit anything well the flat, the, the the text isn't that big well it's on the event that we're doing this with the UGM so I don't know how anywhere you would have got the idea or you know what I mean around the same time and then you just you're gonna piss people off right I didn't get anybody's permission I've given people advice even when they like copy and pasted something saying I wasn't being supportive it even said like hey heard the big news right yeah yeah well I said hey congrats on the big news that sounds like a congratulations (laughs) it's it's um how can I put it? You're always going to get some haters. Yeah. It's, remi- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's reminded me that you can't I'm please everybody. Something. Yeah. That's the other part is you can't please everybody. You're not going to do business with everybody. Uh, There's going to be some people who leave you. There's going to be some people that come back. You've just got to, how can I put it? Press forward, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah endure. Endure. All right, you got to endure to a certain point, don't you? Like, I was just talking to someone about this, like some shit they went through when they are growing up. And it's like just to endure sometimes, you know, the bullshit, right?
3: Well, yeah, that's the other part is you're going to lose. It. Like, I talked to somebody else. I had another personal squabble. On mm-hmm. why I, I offended somebody in my circle. They're not in my circle anymore. And another person had talked to them about it. Another person, and everybody got to weigh in on what kind of like my punishment would be before this person responded, which they left my group and don't support, whatever. I, I take the punishment, right? Mm-hmm. But even then, you're the only one in control of your success, right? There's nobody who's really gonna carry your hand, take you to the finish line, right? Um, do everything for you, even do anything for like anything for you. There's no guarantees on any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like the only guarantee you have is that I like. Who you are as a person, and if I like you as who who you are as a person, I will try to support you, and hopefully, you meet people that are willing to say that and continually doing. Outside of that, I don't think you have a guarantee, right? No, no,
2: (laughs) right? (laughs) Whether
3: that's partner on a podcast, right? Whether that's the guy who's funding the podcast, right?
2: Uh, That's all life, yeah. (laughs) Right, right. So it's Uh. been
3: for me, it's been a reminder that I am suit man. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right <laughs> not, this, not this isn't suit men this isn't
3: I'm not Professor X right? with the X-Men right? With the, uh, right? I've got to be not only accountable but a motiva- motivational to who I want to be and like even watching your podcast and I, I grew up loving wrestling and different types of wrestling so I'm mm. all excited to talk about parts of it but like some people are like well, what's your favorite match of all time it was when Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan.
2: Yeah, that's a good, man. I like that. And, and that's a
3: David <laughs> Goliath matchup and Ultimate Warrior, like said nothing ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. all he fucking did was cocaine, hookers, and steroids. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> and wrestled in between, right? <laughs> but not only that, but just the old adage of you get it done. Mm-hmm. And then it's not always the showmanship, it's it's just getting it done. And you know, I look around my room right now, and I i was on Amazon Prime the other day, and I'm, I'm using it as we talk, and I don't know if you use the video or not, but I got a massager, right? Oh, that's nice. Now I blew my hamstring again, <laughs> oh. right? So I'm trying to get <laughs> back in shape. Like, I put it on the second setting, and I was like, ooh, that hurts. Uh, the first second thing didn't hurt. The second setting, ah, yeah, not so much third one hurts. I don't even know if this is the right tip. Never mind. We'll just focus on the uh, interview, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're not going to get on massage, but the point of telling you that is... I tried to go look for other stuff and there was nothing else I want or needed. Yeah. Uh,
2: I want to ask you before I forget, cause we keep, <laughs> we'll go a lot of different directions here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What, what do you think right now? Cause you have so many different projects. What, and I'm not saying in a bad way or a good way, but what takes up the most of your actual time? You think
3: nothing now it's like a well-oiled machine. Wow. Um, my personal life has been taking up my time. So I haven't been focusing on the things I probably need to focus on most like booking shows and advertising. So, I may not get the results I want at my live show, but I did do the posters and the posters got seen somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And so when, you, when you're when you doing things like that, you, you're going to find some success, but are you going to find the success you want? Right. And so my biggest thing taking up my time has been trying to spend time with a possible companion, go out and enjoy this hot weather, right? I think mm-hmm. I, I got my COVID shot the other day. Oh, yeah. How was that? Whew, I've, been, I've been out of it the last three days. I haven't even really slept that great either. But, you know, the competition, the two isn't the best. But it really kicked my ass Saturday. But it's yeah. just, am I going to be able to give an hour to myself every day? My hour isn't giving it to, to relax. It's it's. Am I going to push this flyer? Am I going to post this video? Am I going to book this show? Am I going to make this event? That's what's going to keep me going. And then the minute I let off the pedal for a day or two, the minute I'm not making the videos, the minute everything seems to fall apart. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing is the biggest thing taking up your time is going to be your own procrastination of your goals. It's yes, like a lot of people ask why I want to get on podcasts or do shows like this. It's to remind myself what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I came home today straight from work, grabbed a sandwich and got in front of the computer to do your podcast. Yes. Which means... End up doing what when I get done? Continuing to work on the computer, build some events, do some shows, get some flyers out, do some marketing, right?
2: And find time to do laundry and the other bullshit that has to go on in your, in your life too.
3: And that's the other part is, are yeah, but not only that, but telling myself that's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. We got a show tomorrow on Wednesday, right? I got to look at the calendar, but I think I got, I don't think I got anything Thursday, but I got a softball game at six forty-five. And I've got my two shows Friday. And so do I try to get some more posters hung up on Thursday for the show Friday? That may not be a bad idea, right? Especially with it being be in hot Seattle, right? And so are you going to get a walk, walk traffic? Are we going to get online and start sharing? So, you know, those are all things I'm about to do. Get online and share this event and and start getting it going and sharing it everywhere. And then I've got a new venue that holds 150 right now. So that that's... $1,500 pre-sale if we sold them all out. That's a little bit of a chunk of change. And nice. you know, we can pay everybody and make some money. So you're gonna get some some but it's also July 3rd and it's short term and they've never had comedy before. So can are they gonna do their job and get me thirty because your comedy, your club, they're a nightclub. They should be able to get twenty or thirty people to come to the comedy show. All right. That you, is, get yeah. or or you get twenty or thirty, or and I get twenty or thirty, and now we're at forty to fifty. That's not a bad first night. If you guys can't get in twenty to thirty, then why are we? Why are we doing
2: this? Now you said something there. Um. So by doing all these podcasts, by doing all these shows, by doing that, it kind of helps keep you focused.
3: Then. You fucking right.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, I, I, I did a black black on the spectrum podcast, right? Yeah. And you know you wonder when you're self-diagnosed, you wonder if you're on the spectrum because everybody, you know, you don't seem weird. Well, you've talked to me long enough to probably know yeah, he's fucking weird. Dude, he has <laughs> several conversations and he's with all of them, right? But and then he'll go way far left, but it still ends up being on the right path. It's like fucking weird. I little, love it. Right? I love it <laughs> so you you got on this uh this this panel and we all said the same thing. Like, the one kid was like, well, whenever the teacher got tired of me, they just locked me away in a, in a, 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 a room that had no windows or walls. How the fuck are you locking a kid in a room? Right? Does that even seem right? But yet I can remember Ugh. being in supportable classes and, and all these different things and, and being with all these weird fucking kids that weren't even able to do their work. But the difference between me and them is I could do my work. Right, I just couldn't handle people talking to me a certain way or adults talking down to me. I'd talk down to them back. And now I'm an asshole and I'm out of school, but you still have a job. But you just instigated or antagonized a kid. And I'm not threatening. Yeah, I beat up a ton of kids. They'd be calling me N-words and all kinds of shit. I can remember thrashing a kid for calling me an N-word. He's fucking four foot six. I'm six foot in fifth grade. Maybe somebody should told that kid it's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. So it was weird to be on this panel and hear all these different black autists who are all now adults and some around my age or younger, some diagnosed as children, some not, and our stories to be so similar. There was a sense of kind of like belonging, right? Yeah. And then not, but who's the voice of black autism? Like you've got Sheldon, you've had Corky, you've had all these you know mm. disabled Caucasian people on television, right? But it's like, what? What have we had? Yeah. And so that's the that's a uh, hold on one second. That's the difference is that you've gotta. I'm finding I'm that voice. I'm finding that I'm that person. I think I told you before. I like I I've been feeling like the magnificence is coming. The 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 following. The the mm-hmm. momentum. The the greatness is there. It's just like on oh, the tip of the. I just got to keep doing this stuff and keep doing it with 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 a a uh, uh, past virtual, and, 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 and a, a uh, unstoppable mission and, and morality that, that you can't stop what I'm doing. And so when you notice there's no loud voice for black autism, especially as an entertainer, I guess Chris Rock said he was autistic but don't really ease it. You know what I mean? They're easing into it or coming into it later, owning it or and then yeah. not even that they're easing into it, but they're not wanting to discuss, educate or do anything else. And so now it's like, well, that is one of my platforms, and that's kind of who I am. And then I might be having some private funding to do Deaf Comedy Jam with like 1 hundred possible tickets and try to give those away so we can get just a good recording of deaf and hearing people hearing uh, experiencing comedy together. So go ahead.
2: I was going to ask you, I mean, obviously everything you do, at least – I don't think I'm wrong here. You have an emotional investment into it too, which seems to help, right? You're passionate about all these projects, and that's going to be a driving force because it's not like this is a job for you. This is like, okay, you have almost a personal connection to all of this.
3: Bingo. And I, I'm, I'm right I met a comedian, uh, Danny DeLuca. You'll see me post the hashtag Walrus Gang every once in a while. And she's a, a heavy set white woman, right? We're both bigger people. We uh, were like, we're Walrus. Is, right like we're a walrus gang we just do whatever we want wherever we want you know what i mean and so um when i met her we hung out in boston and it was like i gotta we did like six hits acid well i did i shouldn't say we
2: i'll <laughs> <laughs> throw them under the bus
3: <laughs> and they did it about one or two maybe right but i was having this prophetic idea of like who i wanted to be and told them about being homeless, and then really dove into some of these things. And they saw saw me get in a dark room, and I talk about my dark feelings. They get dark around me, and the energy just gets bad because I've been like through some bad shit. And you don't you don't talk about certain things or understand certain parts of life unless you've been. There. And then I I I'll explain it to you. Okay, yeah, it's just tripping. And what I mean by that is if you've ever on the streets or hustled or sold drugs or seen drugs be sold or seen that environment you know what it's like to either be prey or predator that's it that's one of two choices and if you don't know how to read those signs you get fucked up you get robbed you get beat up you get put in some very vicarious situations which doesn't condone them right <laughs> you will be able to walk any time of night I'm not saying that right <laughs> It's like, I should be able to walk through any neighborhood I want, right? But I know I'm not going to walk through the white neighborhood at 3 a.m. Not
2: gonna...
3: <laughs> so it's those things that a lot of people don't really even grasp, understand, or have been around, right? And so when I talked to her, it was, like, it was like, you're. I'm a bully's bully. I'm able to be a champion for a lot of things and talk shit about a lot of things most people don't think I've been through or understand. And then not only that, but I am a big, scary black guy. So I dare you to fucking talk to me like the way you're talking about this protected group or talk about this protected person in front of me and vice versa and all these different things. So it makes it easier. I once explained, I I wasn't a cool kid. I'm a cool kid now, supposedly. And then I'm still not even a cool kid. When I go to the bars, I'm usually quiet. I'm keeping to myself. I don't like really interact. I'm trying, but I'm not able to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, it's just different. And so a lot of people can identify with a lot of gone through and then have someone who's, who tells their story or is honest and open and emotional and you're present, right? Yeah. Like so many people are going through shit that they're not present for and other people aren't present about or know about. And when I had my, one of my good friends call me out of the blue and be like, uh, hey, how you been? How you been? Anyways, I'm having wife, mother in law issues. I was wondering if I could talk to you about it. I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, I know you're married. I don't know why you're divorced. Um, but something told me to give you a call. And I was like, actually, I'm divorced because I couldn't figure out how to get along with my mother-in-law. Huh. And gave him some feedback and said, hey, this is what you're going to do. And you're going to withdraw. And you're going to let her do her own thing. And sure, sit within 48 hours. He w- backed off and let his wife handle it. And next thing you know, everything worked out.
2: Nice. It's funny. You said something there, and we were talking about wrestling before a little bit. And I just watched this documentary and I wonder if you can relate to this. But it was on Shawn Michaels, and he was talking about playing the heartbreak kid on camera and performing and being the showman. But then when he got to the bars and stuff like that, for a while, he couldn't talk to a woman. Like he couldn't, like, you know, like he it's like there was one thing I could be in this, in the show, I could be in the persona, but away from the stage. It wasn't always as easy for me, depending on the situation. I don't know if you find that to be a similar thing.
3: I'm, or I'm not good at with women at all. Mm. Like, I'm not slick. I'm not, I don't have any game. I have no confidence. There's one woman I was talking to, and i was been talking to her for like two and a half, three months, and she stood me up like four times, and finally I just had to be like, no. And just stopped talking to her, right? And then even yeah. the other day I messaged her again, like, didn't this woman stand me eight times and not tell me she was going to stand me up? Is that okay? Yeah. No. no. I don't, fuck that. I, I, I don't You could at least tell me, "Hey, I'm not going." Right. right. Right? But I say, "Hey, let's go to Oregon." Like, "Yeah, yeah, it sounds great." And I'm looking up Airbnbs and I'm thinking about this that and the other you could have told me your kid graduated next week. Like you knew your kid was graduating this coming weekend, right? You knew that. Like
2: if you did it something's wrong. You should have known that. <laughs> right. no, so I know you knew that,
3: right? So <laughs> you you could have just said, "Hey, it's probably not going to happen this weekend. You know, I hate to be blowing you off, but." Then also, I think the first time we were supposed to hang out, she blew me off. Not even think. I know the first time we were supposed to hang out, she blew me off, and I let it go and I let it slide, and she told me, "Yeah, you're you're totally right. You should be mad and all these different things, and I'd be mad too." And I was like, "Yeah, but you still did it." <laughs> right that's it yeah. and then you keep doing it and so at some point I've told you that like this is okay and then you think that this is the type of person I am and then you know like the person I was talking to now they uh, I, I'm not, I'm not confrontational right because I'm not really allowed to be right mm-hmm. and so when you're not confrontational right what do you do when somebody pisses you off or really does something to make you mad
2: I mean, usually it's either like passive-aggressive behavior or you just avoid the confrontation altogether. I don't know.
3: Right? No, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is where, okay, you've got a total point. We're agreeing, right? Basically, you're fucked, but there's no... How can I put this? There is no way to get somebody to really understand uh, mm. who you are and you really let them piss you off. Because then all that that passive aggressiveness, all that trying to let shit go, wears off. And so for me, I'm very, very nice. I don't like to fight. I don't like to yell. I don't like to do any of those things. And so when I finally get pushed there and I go there, now I'm fucking mad and I'm just going to let it all out. And then I'm also not able to move past and understand my worth. And Am I really worthy of something more than what I'm getting? And if I am, why am I not going after it? So... Yeah, it's easy to be on stage and be Stoop Man, right? Like, <laughs> yes. That's the biggest thing I will tell you is, yes, it is easy to be Suitman.
2: Man. We got it is, there.
3: <laughs> it is not easy to be Dante and go tell a woman, hey, I think you're cute. You Can I get your phone number? Right. And then it's even harder because you are a heartbreak kid or you are a Stoop Man, right? And so you mm-hmm. go... This person's infatuated with that person, and then you get off stage and like, hey, like, oh no, I, I was just, I just liked your comedy. And like, oh, you weren't actually hitting on me. You're not. You're just like the comedy. I just, oh, okay, okay, that's that's all right. <laughs> and then you get involved with the people who love who you are because you're man, but they don't know who you are yet. And so that's the, uh, like, I have to agree with Shawn Michaels. It's 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 when you're a performer. If, even if even if you're not even if we're not saying I'm Suit Man, I'm just Dante the comedian. There's still a difference in being that person that's on stage and being sarcastic and being in control and really taking control of everything versus having a conversation and a dialogue and really trying to get along with somebody.
2: Yeah, I never thought about that. You're right. That's interesting because as a performer, wrestling, comedy. You're, on, you're in control, basically, in that moment when you're on stage, you know, especially when you start to really get good at your craft, I'd imagine. You're owning owning the room, and that's not necessarily as easy in other situations probably.
3: Yeah. Like, uh, bitch, I'm talking. Aren't you listening to these jokes? I can do that on stage. Right. Definitely can't do that in the middle of an argument, right? Right. And then, yeah. <laughs> Right? I can't really <laughs> yeah. have control of trying to talk, to talk to in the middle of an argument, right? So, those are all things you've got to remember is no matter how you look at it, you can't really just tell somebody to shut the fuck up just cause you want them to shut the fuck up. When I'm on the stage, I'll do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> if I don't like what's going on or, or how it's going or how you're, I will look over and be like, Hey, I need you guys to shut the fuck up. It's time for us to tell jokes up here. Now, would you do that to your old lady?
2: No, no, no. That probably wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs>
3: Would you do that to a potential lady? Right? I've done yeah. it. I do it because sometimes Suit Man comes out when I'm on a date, or they think you know what I mean, yeah, or they're right, dating right. Suit Man and they think it's funny. And then when I talk to him like that, or I finally get mad, then I'm the bad guy. Right. So it's it's uh um, like Sharon Michaels isn't the heartbreak kid. Even though I watched Bret Hart say he wants to beat the shit out of him because he lied about taking the champion, You're like I don't believe Shawn Michaels. He's a fucking troll, right? Like,
2: <laughs> what do you got coming up for uh, shows, projects?
3: Fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with a few. <laughs> this, for those in Seattle, I have live shows once a month at Lo-Fi Performance Art Gallery. In Seattle, it's a full bar, 21 and over. Uh, that'll be the last Friday every, th- every month, so I got one this Friday. And then the first Saturday every month, we're doing comedy shows at Stage Seattle, which is going to be a great venue. There, it holds about 150 people. It's a nightclub. Afterwards, uh, we're really just trying to give them a chance to see comedy. We're just trying to give you a chance to see some of the locals, some of the people I got coming up. And the best part is, is we're talking like ten dollars presale, twenty at the door. So. There's nobody giving away a decent lineup of comics for ten bucks. Fuck, Zoom shows are charging you more than that sometimes these days. Um, <laughs> did you end up? Did you ever end up doing any of those? Oh, I produced a ton of those. I was gonna get to yeah. that next.
2: Okay, okay.
3: I said it like that because I, all my Zoom shows are free. I believe in letting everybody get access to comedy, so I don't charge for my Zoom shows. I know that can be a barrier right now, and then not only that, but most of us as comics don't have. What are you paying for to go to your show? not much right so (laughs) how are we demanding money you know what i mean this be seen so i like the tip format better it also gets people out there to see comics um and last saturday sunday each month we have solstice to sunday so we have that this sunday second saturday of the month we have ridiculously amazing women uh next month's spotlight is one of my favorite shows it's mixed and misidentified the what are you show we have people these are the different nationalities on the show because everybody's mixed. We have Chinese, Puerto Rican, French, Iran- Iranian, Korean, Black, Filipino, East Indian, Vietnamese, Lebanese, Native American, and Spanish. So you've got like what? Good 15 different countries and flags on there. I don't know if that's Norwegian, Swedish because I know my actual genealogy and where they came from, right? So it's a chance to see people from all over the country. Most of them are in the East Coast, but some of them are mean the West Coast. Some are on the East. We've got somebody coming in from the UK, our opener's from New York. Then we got somebody from the UK. Um, and it's it's definitely a fun show of just um, different experience. You know what I mean? Like nobody knows what it's like to be mixed except for mixed people. And we're not all the same mix, but we all know we're misidentified, right? all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <yeah. laughs> And then, of course, we've got our usual uh, Dating with Disabilities the first Sunday, Autastic Artists the first and third Sunday of the month, Um, and those are both focusing on people on the spectrum. So, like, July is a slow month. I think we've only got one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven shows produced, that's
2: it. Before I let you out of here, man, are there any goals, like short time, short-term goals, just for like this year, let's say?
3: It was to produce our show, first show in Canada. Um, I work with a whole bunch of guys in Canada, so my first goal is to take a, a car load up there and, and do a suit man show in Canada and let them come do a show in, in, in Seattle. Um, I'm getting to a point where most of my shows have a out-of-comedian or two doing a guest five or six minutes every night. So that way you're not only getting in the lineup you're getting, but you're getting people who are traveling from across the country and coming and getting stage time and getting their bats and being able to stay, say they did Seattle and you get a little nugget here and there. So it's just really like consistency, consistency. That's the goal.
2: Right, right, right. right. <laughs> For
3: 2021, right? To stay faithful to suit man. That's who I'm married to right now.
2: There you go. <laughs> consistency. Stay faithful. Oh, uh, all right, Dante. Unfortunately, shit I know what that me. means. Yeah, you're uh,
3: at three, three and a half percent, maybe well, four. We're
2: at right, ten. But I don't, I, I don't trust me and you not to go in many different directions. So I was like, <laughs>
3: I know, man, I didn't get my five questions. You didn't ask me in my top five. I'm pissed.
2: Oh, you want? Oh, I could You know what? We'll squeeze that in. You want to do a top five? Yeah, shit. I'm ready. I'm ready. All I right, can. we could do a top five. What's up? <laughs> Listen, you ask me wrestling questions, I'll make it easy for you. Give me your uh, top five, just favorite. I won't make it too easy. We'll go tag teams. See if you can come up with some tag teams for me.
3: Favorite five in no particular order. No particular order. The Hitman, Hart, Bret Hart, and the Hitman. Yeah, the Hart Foundation. The Hart Foundation, Jimmy Anvil, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, right?
2: Yep. Bret Hart's my favorite wrestler of all time, by the way, so... We're off to
3: a great start. (laughs) We're off to a great start. I'm just gonna let you know, I'm a top, not a bottom. Okay.
2: Okay, well, we'll
3: You're maybe... not a receiver.
2: We'll, yeah. we'll just we'll, we'll stick with the list. Works. We're not gonna we're not gonna work.
3: <laughs> we're not gonna be intimate here. <laughs> right. no, 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 no. We're, not, we're gonna be elegy, man monogamous. We're gonna be. This is a business here, relationship,
2: Dante. We're gonna, <laughs> I'll promote your shit, and we will.
3: And then I'm off. You're we'll not... have
2: some laughs. <laughs>
3: oh, and then uh, I I don't know. I hated the fucking four horsemen. Yeah. I hated Arn Anderson.
2: I did too as a kid growing up. I, they I were just, the worst.
3: I yeah. loved Ric Flair. He's right? great. I hated Arn An- like he just looked like a racist to me. Like they're called the Horsemen. Like <laughs> you know, you knew Ric Flair was doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. You'd have a black lady on his arm every once in a while, and you know he didn't mind his uh-huh. Negro women. Right? <laughs> But Arnold Anderson looked like he'd be pissed every time a black person would wrestle him. He'd bring it just a little bit more. He looked like he used the N word behind stage. Um, but we're talking about the ones I like. So we'll go Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers are good. <laughs> Road Warriors.
2: Yes, I, I thought you'd have to have them on there.
3: Well, you got to have the Hawking Animal. Absolutely. Um, the Rock and Roll Express. Great
2: old school team. Look at you bringing these to me, man. I love what it. you. What, I, I, <laughs> you
3: didn't know. I, I, I did. You, and then um, what was it when uh, the all the black people got together with uh, Oh, the, na-
2: the Nation of Domination?
3: The Nation of Domination. Yeah. Yeah, I take that back. Um, who was Booker T with? Oh, Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat. We'll See go you. Harlem Heat.
2: Absolutely. sucker. I love it, man. So Harlem, Harlem Heat,
3: heat Bushwhackers. Roll Warriors, Rock and Roll Express, and the heart Foundation.
2: I love it, man. We even got a top five. All right. Check them out. Suitman. Hey, social media or uh, your website, you want to plug real quick? Suitman. And I
3: know everybody always thinks I'm saying it, so I'll say suit man, Like suit and tie. Suitmancomedy.com. You can look up Suitman Productions on YouTube and find about like 40 shows they come up to like 15 cut videos now fucking like 20 podcasts i'm on like another 20 or 30 podcasts and we talk about all kinds of shit so none of this stuff is really about just me it's about special interest you got a friend who's special needs disabled you want to learn more about it and hear from some other people across the world about their disability check out our podcast you want to hear some different style of comedy you want to understand why your kid's telling bad jokes and you can't get his gay humor? Well, give Black and Proud a try. They're going to definitely shock you, but this is what people are going through and why they're doing their jokes. You've got somebody you know who's an underrepresented minority and can't find a place to laugh. Have them check out Suitman Productions.
2: My man. All right, Dante it's a pleasure man we'll uh do this again at sometime i'm sure you'll remind me because you know i'm a basket case and don't remember shit but you keep me yeah. track so i, yeah, well, that's
3: a I think a uh, motherfucker i ain't been on a podcast in a while i'm gonna hit up dave <laughs> appreciate.
2: appreciate you dante everybody we're feds. dante we're out
1: later